In today's episode of Nitty Gritty, we have the co-founders of Sodalicious. Kevin and Annie Arnig are with us today, and it's a crazy story how in six short years, they went from opening their first location in the back of a barber shop to now having 22 different locations across three states. It was a ton of fun to talk to them, hear how they got started, what kind of struggles they've had, even to the point where Kevin had to walk away for a little while, but he's back. They're having more fun than ever, and I hope everyone is enjoying your extra dirty, skinny second wife when you go to So Delicious. And don't forget our wonderful sponsor, Perk. Go to Perk Energy. Code Nitty Gritty will get you 15% off. So check out Perk. And I hope you enjoy our episode of Nitty Gritty with Kevin and Annie. Let's do it. Let's get down to the Nitty Gritty. All right. Well, welcome to uh, episode 28 of the Nitty Gritty podcast. Andrew and I are sitting here, and Brent, sorry, Andrew, Brent, and I are sitting here with a very special power couple this week, Kevin and Annie yeah, Arnig that's right. So Delicious fame. That's right. The founders, the brains of that wonderful addiction we call So Delicious. That is open at nine o'clock in the morning with a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 7.30. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. We start early. Yeah. Nothing we- better than a second wife extra dirty at nine in the morning. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Cam sent me his text on what he wanted this morning. He's like, I want a second wife extra dirty. Yeah. And I said, what do you That's want? So delicious. Go-to. That's my <laughs> That's your go-to. I, Dude, I don't... I'm drinking it right now. Not extra dirty. Just second wife. Oh, okay. Skinny. Yeah. Skin- well, I guess mine is skinny. It's a yeah. skinny extra wife. Sec- extra wife. <laughs> no. No. Oh, bad. That was last podcast. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. A little Freudian slip. <laughs> a skinny second wife. Extra dirty. Oh, man. Yeah. 32 ounces. And my cool black cup, if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, those are coming out. We uh, may have something before anybody else, which you do, always actually. makes us feel important. You're the very first to so have those. This is awesome. Thanks for bringing stuff. We got our cookies. But but yeah, we're excited that you guys are here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. We've known each other for what, about since the restaurant since, opened, really? Five yeah, or six years? Six years. How long have you guys, are you Six at, and a half years. Okay, so and we opened in... It uh, Last October, or last month, yeah, it was six years for us. Wow. So, I don't yeah. really remember how we met. Uh, I feel like I met you through the drive-thru. Is you that came through one night, and then I posted you <laughs> on the Sodalicious oh, Instagram. Oh, that's right. You're like, yeah. I recognize that body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's smell. that barbecue it guy. It was the barbecue aroma. Yeah. Like, let's see, 400 pounds smells like smoke. That's probably Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's when we first met. Right. And then we've hung out a few times, and yeah, I don't know. We use your cookies all the time yeah. for catering. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So we've... Yeah, we've got a, a pretty solid history together now yeah, in the food and here. beverage game. Yeah. Annie, we don't really know each other that I know, well. I yet, feel like but I'm I feel like I know new you already. acquaintance. Yeah. We met at the uh, Johnson Files show. So great. Right? That, that was, was pretty hilarious. funny. That what was episode? So, that was really funny. Oh, my gosh. I'm that going to the one in December, too. I oh, I am, too. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to that, too. It's so fun. Yeah. December 28th. Yeah, they were Phantom our guests. Jump. I like still laugh about <laughs> it. The Phantom of the Vasa. <laughs> it so was amazing. Funny. Their brains are just Going. I still couldn't believe the musical that they just they just spit out a title from the audience and they what was it? 30 minutes of improving a musical. We laughed so hard. Yeah, if you guys are listening and you haven't heard of the Johnson Files, they were our guests on episode 14. Brent, that's oh. impressive that you remember that. Brent's a savant. Gosh, you are a savant. And uh, yeah, very, very funny people. And they've got another show coming up in December. So if you haven't been to one, check it out. 
I should get free tickets for all that. Should, you should right? get free plug, plug, you plug, plug. Might. <laughs> No, I I I don't need free tickets. They're they're amazing. So yeah, but we're excited to have you guys. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening to this are have been frequent customers positively impacted by <laughs> yeah. what you guys provide. So where did the idea come from? You want to take it or shall I? I know that from what I've read, Annie, you're the original brand so behind this. I worked in no. film. Yeah. I worked okay. in film for 15 years. And on what kind film, of film sets, did you do? I did um, costumes and wardrobe for a lot of church productions. I was based here in Utah. So a lot of just commercials and independent films and mostly church stuff. Okay. So we, um, the church has a set out in Goshen, which is like. Have you guys been to Goshen? You know my uncle Blair True? <laughs> yes. That's is that my your uncle? uncle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I worked with Blair a lot. So the church has a set out in Goshen. We were filming these Bible videos. It was like a death march she, out there. She it's was the head, she was the head costume designer for all the Bible. Wow. And it was she like a five year project. That, so wow. we you kind of hole up out there. You it's this whole community of trailers and sets and people, and you're just out there sort of for hours and hours and months and they have they're great to us Actually, they it was have five a, years <laughs> it, was, it was five years it wasn't five solid years like we'd work really hard for the spring summer fall and then we'd right. sort of break but um did you, sorry did you make all the costumes or were you out trying to like yeah. source the no we things? had to make them there's not like a place to buy them that, that's what i, I had a team about. though i didn't make them all i had okay. a really fabulous team lots of super talented people but anyway they have this catering craft services trailer where you can go get whatever you want and i um I came into this marriage without an appreciation for soda at all. It's true. I, at all. It's so true. I, he would I, drink like a fridge pack. You know those like a 12 pack that you right. get? Of Diet dude, Coke because I love Diet in Coke. In like a week and I was like, dude, where did it all go? <laughs> 12 cans of Diet Coke in a week. And, and, and she, not even that many. It's not at all. Like, no. And, and I'm she, so and embarrassed. she was like, you're weak. Yeah. <laughs> you have no discipline. I like, really did. First I year of marriage, that. just letting me have it for like, so I You're can't. such a child. Yeah. Just, um, so I didn't understand or appreciate soda until I was keeping those hours. We work like 14, 16 hour days and I had babies. So I would have to go home and like nurse a baby through the night and then get up at four and track down out to Goshen. So anyway, I became to really appreciate caffeine and I needed it. And so, but I really hated like straight diet Coke, but I couldn't, he doesn't like the flavored stuff very much. So I would buy straight Diet Coke and mix whatever Tarani. I didn't like the syrup. flavored stuff at the time. Oh, well, I was going to say, so this is like me. No, no, yeah, because, like meat because our choices yeah. were like choices. hazelnut or vanilla. Yeah, the choices were just like, right. yeah, vanilla. What you could find at the Walmart in the coffee store. It wasn't even sure. like popular though. Like there wasn't like a common mm-hmm. thing to like no. throw mix-ins and drinks. No, I mean, no. they were doing like cherry Cokes or like chocolate, you know, like. The stuff that you had when you were a kid, you know, syrup. but like, but it was, it was, it didn't taste good. Yeah. So I was mixing those um, and we had this thing called the wardrobe special and it was the pebble ice and it was in a party cup you guys called it the wardrobe we called it the wardrobe special because my whole team every day at 11 were just throwing those back and then Everybody on set wanted them, so we'd roll out this cart. And, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah, right. I heard about set, those church movies. <laughs> mixed cocktails. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, no. and we went. <laughs> I'm not going to tell it. Yeah, thanks. We went to Sicily for like two months and shot six weeks. I don't know. It was a long time. Six and weeks, yeah. we carted over there little bottles and kind of kept with it. So when the project you took was your coming flavors to, with you? 
sent, sure. she sent him on a slow because boat have you to Sicily so we could have him while we were there for six weeks filming. Oh my and, gosh. And, and you make fun Coke of the Zero addiction? Like, have you guys yeah, had? I know. That's the thing. Wow. She's making fun of my, my 12 pack, 12 pack, pack in a week, you know, two. We were like, she's sending we were like making ice packages. in this little yeah. like rickety freezer. <laughs> and we were like, I mean, we were desperate, but you guys, that Coke and that Diet Coke and the Coke Zero and Pepsi, all of it's not delicious over there. So you kind of have to mix stuff into it. So, Anyway, the project's right winding down, and um, our partner, we started this with another couple who were in film with me, and she and I, she was in wardrobe too, and we both were like, we should do this, so we set out. I so came she, home Annie, night. Yeah, Annie came home one night after filming. They were back in Goshen. We're back from Sicily. In the meantime, Kevin was our house husband. Like He stayed right. home with the kids all day, every day. Because she was, was gone 14, 16 hours a day. I was... I was, I had two kids. I was literally like, I mean, I, you both had. Two kids, I was a house. Yeah. He was I wearing was a, stretchy I, pants. I, I, I was, and I was like out there solving the other house wife's problems in the neighborhood and stuff. And I was like, I was a house Turn husband. the PTA. Yeah, and he totally you, was. Had you always yeah, been that? No, I had. Work? It was just yeah. It was just for that time. Okay. So so anyway, so we knew we both couldn't be gone, and we had little kids. We had like a four year old and a newborn so but, it was but not. so she came home one night and it was literally the last week of the project of that project she was working on and and she came in and it was like 10 o'clock at night and i'm sitting down eating dinner at 10 o'clock like there was a time in my life i used to eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night that seems really weird <laughs> so anyways he's two hours yeah, if into not, a yeah, sleep if i'm not asleep at two hours yeah if i'm not into rem by 10 o'clock now so anyways uh she goes we're gonna start a soda shack you want to start a soda shack and i was just like I don't know what that is, but sure. I just don't want to spend a lot of money. What are we doing here? So originally for us, the idea was um, we're going to do like a snow cone shack. We're going to put it in an RC Willie parking lot or something, but it's going to be soda and it's going to have flavors. And, 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 um, and then we found out really quick. We went and like contacted the city, the health department and found out really quick that um, you can't, do a soda fountain in a snow cone shack. There's like electrical water actually. And plumbing <laughs> regulations. <laughs> regulations, right? Like you can't you can do a snow cone, but you got there's stuff. You need floor drains. You need you know how this is. Yeah, yeah. And so so anyways we needed to find there's a spot. A, there's a sewer. There's a manhole nearby. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Can't you, just, like, can't you just put pour our it out the, like the, the gutter <laughs> over by the tree. Uh anyways. Just a little cream. I mean come on. <laughs> so anyways, um we found this spot in downtown Provo. It's in the back of Johnny's Barbershop. So it was it was a 19... So this building, I don't know if you've, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. You've both seen it. Okay, yeah. so so it's a night... It was built in 1977. The front... It was built as a travel agency. It was called the Travel Chalet. And, um, and then at some point, it got split up, and the front half became Johnny's Barbershop. And Johnny is still there like today. I saw him this morning. He's like 85, cutting hair. He just has one seat. And then the back of the office was like an insurance office. And it was like literally from like 1977. It was just like wood paneling. And right. we went in there and we're like, yeah, we're going to turn this into this thing. We had to like go through the city to turn it into a drive through which thankfully they granted us that because if you've made that turn, you know how many times the fence has been taken out. And I've been in the line on university before. Yeah. Like, in the line. Yeah. the corner. Yeah. Yeah. That was stressful. That was yeah. super stressful. <laughs> Oh my so gosh. What part of your background made you guys confident to do that? I mean, did either None of you come of from I mean so you were I'd film. waited tables. Okay. No. And I worked <laughs> in the financial I, I did like I worked in brokerage firms and stuff like that. And there was not but there was not like a But it seemed pretty like cut and dried to us, right? Like we didn't know a lot. And I think Megan, we were laughing about a post that Megan 
Brown from Sweet Tooth Fairy said yesterday, like, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like, you don't know what to look for if you don't know anything. And so we really just didn't know. We were pretty confident we could keep our costs low. I mean, that place... The rent was $250 a month. <laughs> Incidentally, he was the only guy that would even like take us seriously. Like we couldn't even you could, get a we realtor couldn't to find call a landlord, back. even when we decided we were going to expand. But our, but originally this was not, we weren't thinking, oh, we're going to go open all these locations no and we're going to have plans. this thing. No, it wasn't like that. It was just like, this is going to be this one thing. We'll have one person working in there. It might kick us like a couple hundred bucks a month. Like, we were hoping to just to sort payment. of like advance a like a savings, you know, like an investment right. fund or something Annie, for later. Because Annie, Annie wanted to own laundromats and car washes. I mean, I feel like my plans have changed in six years. <laughs> like those are both a little obsolete. Ever since that first drink of soda, <laughs> just like like I'd spent a lot of time in laundromats. Like I'm very familiar with laundromats, and I felt like that was a good play, but maybe not anymore. It's so, more for like the mob, right? Yeah. For like uh, laundry, yeah. laundry yeah. money. Yeah, for- <laughs> yeah. So cash businesses. When you started it, were you hoping or was your goal then to get out of film? Like to, no, to turn it into something big enough? I didn't, We did, again, this wasn't our play. Like the play was just to have this as a side hustle. It was only supposed to be a side hustle. It was never intended to be anything more. I thought I was going to continue doing film forever. I loved it. And literally like a side hustle, like it was going to, throw off just a couple hundred bucks a month that's all you wanted out yeah. of it just yeah. make the car payment or whatever like that was it that's funny so so when did that start to change then so you do it you start oh, you man. open it well i'll tell you what ha- i'll tell you i've told this story before this is when i realized oh this is this is something we have something here um uh so we had been open actually it was it was like the i think two nights the night before two nights before thanksgiving of 2013 so we've been open for a month basically and And just he was working i was working our partner anna was working and anna and i were filming on a project so we would i would go open the shop kevin anna would work the morning kevin would come and close i mean it was just the three of us basically just like round well and we had a couple other employees too yeah we started two of them that are still with us to this day that are really yeah first yeah we sort of undershot like what we were doing we was a lot of making soda yeah and so but i just remember um the it was like two night night or two before Thanksgiving. It was cold. It was really cold. And I was working the drive through window, me and another employee and we're working that night. And, um, this suburban rolls up and window rolls down and there is a lady in there who is like wrecked. I mean, she's just mascara down her face. Just, oh. just like kind of sobbing, kind of like shaking a little bit, just wrecked. And she's probably, I don't know, mid thirties, mid to late thirties. Um, and, and she, I was just like, Hey, <laughs> like, what do I, I don't know what to say here. Like, hi, what can I get for you? Like, you know, like, ran out thanks of for, alcohol. yeah, um. thanks. Sorry. Yeah. We don't do a drive through <laughs> alcohol. Um, and she, and she, she, she orders a drink and she orders a cookie. And so I tell uh, the, the employee that I'm working with what the order is and she goes to make it and, and get the cookie. And, and I look at the lady and I, and I don't know what to say. Cause I really like when I sit at the window, I like to just talk to the people right. and, and, and I said, uh, do you want to talk about it? Oh my and, God. And she looked at me like, that's way better than how's your night going? Yeah. She looked, <laughs> she looked at me like I, the audacity of audacity of you to even ask me that. And then, but she didn't say that. She just looked at me and she goes, and then she took a breath and then she said, my marriage is falling apart. My life is crumbling. All I want right now 
is a drink and a cookie. Wow. And literally on cue, the drink and cookie show up. Oh my god. And I hand it to her and she just takes she takes that cup and she just takes a sip of it and there was just this moment of relief in her face and uh, like I just think there was something that the burn or whatever it just got in there and she was just like and she just rolled up the window didn't say goodbye or anything like that and then drove away and Hit the it was so it was such an it was uh-uh. no no oh, that was just like oh. insult to injury that she, she left her that. bumper yeah, and no. She- so <laughs> no but it, it was such a powerful impactful moment for me right. that I was like oh I'm not selling soda I'm not selling cookies I'm selling comfort. I'm selling celebration. I'm selling experience. Was that weird to think at the time? Because, I mean, to connect the dots between just a soda to kind of where you got? Yeah. yeah, well, because the goal was truly like I would have gone to get a 32-ounce drink every single day of my life if I didn't have to go to the Maverick. And we lived like in next to the worst Maverick ever. And I love Maverick. But this one was like drug central we used to and, the one yeah, on we like don't, old state street third south yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one i know yeah. exactly which one you're talking so, about i would but you have to pull in there you have to get your freaking kids out of the car seat haul them in there you don't have the arms right you got to get a drink you're fighting with your kids about what they want you got to get back in the car like it just didn't work for me and so the idea of having your drink every single day in fact kev would say to me he still says this this could go away tomorrow and we'd be fine and i was like but like where's my drink gonna come from like (laughs) like, fine how well (laughs) he would bring me a drink every day yeah i used to say that just because when it it, then it took off right it just it took off and and then i remember and then our competitor opened about six weeks after we did in provo and um were and, they open before you? So they in opened St. George. Yeah, they opened in St. George. But okay. when when we when we started this, we didn't know that they were about. like that. They right. Like, I had never been we there. Didn't I didn't know anything them. about Have that. Have you ever heard of something doing that before? Uh, yeah, like my brother had served a mission in Florida, and he said there were these like barn things that you could drive through the middle and get your beer and whatever right. you want, right? And they yeah. just kind of hand it to you, and you. So like we knew that there was a way, and there's like that crest on Ninth East in Provo that you yeah, could drive, drive through, through and like, get. Yeah, but it was like stuff, a crappy yeah. cup, and it wasn't the ice you wanted, and the carbonation levels weren't right. Like we're right. pretty like if you're gonna do it, do it right, you know? Right. Yeah. So um, so we didn't really know about that, but I remember having this moment. Um, when we were still getting the place ready and I was digging, I was digging the plumbing. I was, we had to, cause it was 1977 insurance office. So <laughs> there was no floor drains. There was no, you know, so I'm digging, I'm, I'm there by myself and I'm digging this. I'm three feet in the ground and I, and someone calls and says, Hey, uh, swig is just announced they're coming to Provo. And I was just like, I just had this moment of like, well, do I just dig three more feet and bury myself? <laughs> or because we're in this a lot, two hundred and fifty dollars. No, yeah. <laughs> we we got that store open on the cheap, but but I remember just like I sat on my shovel handle for a second there and thought, no, I'm just going to own the fact that I'm in the back of this barber shop, and people are going to come, and I'm in, and and the competitor will open up, and I will. I will encourage people to go to both places. I'm just going to encourage people to go to both places because right. I know that it's human nature for people to compare. Like you compare football teams, you compare whatever, like you compare. And especially, I mean, yeah, I'll stop right there. So, so anyways, gosh, dang it. Yeah. Right when you're about to say something good, you're like, uh, well, this you know, sucks. I just like, <laughs> he's so disciplined. Well, no, yeah. I, yeah. Look, just our, talk a little, okay. You know. Our mark, our, our market's like 75% women. Right? right. And, and women compare generally, I'm speaking generally, I should just shut up right now. Cause that's like, but I know that's an issue, right? Like right. comparison. And so, 
I just thought let's let's just encourage them to try. And if and if they and and if they do that, I just believe we can give them a good product and good experience, and they'll come back to us. Right. And that's what happened. And and so and then it just got crazy, like those lines going around this block right. and everything. And so, Annie, you said something that I hadn't thought about yeah. as you're talking about like give them a good experience, but you're like we have to have a good cup. We have to have the right kind of ice. We have to have enough carbonation. I'm not a huge soda drinker. So was that, Boo. but was that something that was like very front of mind as you were creating it as opposed to just like the flavors, it was more of everything involved. Because they can just go to the 7-Eleven. You can go to McDonald's and get a pretty great diet Coke, right? But it's going to melt in the ice, you know? So yes, the point for us was to have the right cup. I, I get a drink and I drink it for a couple hours. It sits on my desk. It goes with me to meetings, you know? So I kind of wanted a soda that was going to live with me in a way and go with me in a way. And so that's why it had to be the cup. It had to be the pebble ice. It had to be the right straw. You know, we're, we're very strategic about the width and the length. How did length you guys know the... how to find that? Neither one of you came from like a yeah. restaurant it was, background. It was Like, crazy. how are you like, so oh, I know funny. what kind of cup I want so Again, we didn't know. We didn't know. So we were buying straws at Restaurant Depot. Sam's Club on University Avenue was supplying our cups for us in the beginning. And we had like, Kevin and I didn't have a minivan or anything. We had this like Honda Accord that we would drive over there and buy, you know, cups are huge. Yeah. Because they're cups. foam cups because you want them foam because... You don't want your drink to sweat. Right. Or melt or anything. So, and we're stickering these cups. So we're also, okay, so we'd buy these big cases of cups. We'd go out to the parking lot and we'd spend the 30 minutes dismantling boxes and shoving sleeves of cups, like any crevice of the car that would allow. We're doing this like twice a week, right? With a kid in a car seat too. (laughs) Just like, I mean, we have pictures of those kids like completely (laughs) surrounded by cups. I'm like, well. drive back, unload the cups. We were going over to the grocery store to buy like cases of half and half. I mean, it was just like, we were just winging it. It wasn't until, I think it was like, I don't know, a full year into operations before we finally realized that someone would drop cups off to your doorstep <laughs> and not really charge you that much more. And actually, they can print on those cups. Like, Yeah, but that took, a, that took a while. Yeah, that but the, takes a while. But you we gotta... had a company that was just dropping cups like paper goods to us, and it was like life-changing. Our cookies were coming from this darling company in St. George, and that guy would load. We'd have to call... How, yeah, how did you more. did you know from day one you wanted to do cookies? Yeah. And why cookies? Yeah, because I like cookies, and she that's kind of what. No, literally, she, no, she likes cookies, and, and and she'd start her day off every day with a cookie. Cookies are easy. Yeah. You don't have to cook them. Like they come, they cut. They were coming to us already cooked. You just have to frost them. It's right. like super straightforward. Yeah. And I like cookies way better than cake or cupcakes or candy i wanted and that worked pretty well until we decided to expand and then we were like uh we can't because he would show up every this guy nick who's awesome he would come from saint george with like a trailer full of just like boxes of cookies and offload them yeah it was a lot it was a sort of a process and now you guys do your own yeah so we when we decided we were going to expand um so we had a location come up also in Provo. It's the village. So it's just south of campus. It's 100% the opposite of Johnny's Barbershop, right? right. It's big. It's, nice. it's really nicely <laughs> furnished stuff inside. There's no drive through on I mean, there's no parking there either. Right. But it came with a fully stocked bakery. Kitchen. Oh, wow. And so, and so that's when we were like, okay, well, let's open up here. And at least now we don't have to go pay for a bakery. Right. It comes with a bakery, and we worked out a, a good deal with the landlord on it, and so, so we started making our own cookies. So Annie was 
pregnant at the time. She was just about to have, or she did, she just had our daughter. And so she was home. So that was child number three? Yeah, mm-hmm. child number three. So she was, And I did film all the way to she was delivered. And then, like and then after that, I never really went back. <laughs> no, come on. It wasn't 30. It was three hours. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, but then... Um, well, I was on maternity yeah, leave, sort right. of, whatever. She was on... I just made cookies for like a month trying to figure out recipes. Because we knew we were going to have to like leave our... We tried, to make it, we tried to make a deal with the guy that was... We like tried to do a royalty deal with the guy that was selling us the cookies. Right. And I said, "Let me pay you like a nickel for every cookie that we sell. Just license us your recipes." And he he, I'll never forget. He just said, "You don't know the first thing about running a a bakery." And it was I was like, "Probably oh, I, good that I we didn't, didn't know the first thing about running a soda <laughs> shop <laughs> either." And so, anyways, we. Okay, well, we'll just go make our own recipes then. That's such yeah. a common theme. We'll just figure it out. Yeah, we'll just figure yeah. it out. We well, really sometimes did. I think and that's a blessing. Like it was the same for me. I mean, it's. I think if you know too much, there's you won't it, do you're it. Too scared. Yeah, it. you won't do it if, you if know the too risk much, you is won't. too high, and yeah. you'll know you're, you'll Ignorance fail. Is bliss. Yeah, it really was, and there wasn't a lot at stake, right? I mean, we didn't have a giant line of credit or debt from Johnny. So once right. that was sort of solvent and we were running, then it was like, yeah, well, maybe something else could work. You know, I mean, the the neither one of us are crazy risk takers, but um, did either one of you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Like, did either of your parents like? Did you learn that from someone? I mean, me. I worked hard at various jobs all growing up that weren't like traditional hourly jobs like i would say i would say my family's a little bit entrepreneurial yeah your your family they're just such hard workers and would will do anything again not risk takers but but um my grandpa was a real estate guy but that was um my dad's a musician and not i'm not so he does he has his own little music business so but it wasn't but there wasn't this um we want to be we didn't set out to do well we're going to be entrepreneurs but I read a story about you that when you were young, you wrote like I'm all, gonna be an entrepreneur. Like kids were like, I'm gonna be a basketball. Yeah, I think it was, it was second grade, and we had to write, you know, on that big kind of that that paper that was kind of like, like made out of pulp. paper. Yeah, yeah, it was like made out yeah, of pulp or something. It had yep. like it had yeah, yeah, yeah. it had like little blue lines on it, like where yep. the letters, like where the lowercase and the uppercase right. go. Yeah, you know, and and we had to write what we wanted to be when we grew up, and I think we had to draw a picture too, but. And I wrote, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I just, my teacher was like, how do you know how to spell entrepreneur? <laughs> I still can't spell and, entrepreneur. <laughs> so I, as a kid, <laughs> so yeah, as a, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house as a kid. And so my, my grandpa, he was in real estate and, um, and me and my sister and my cousin, um, who is a really successful real estate guy in San Francisco, um, we would play we would play office. And so we would, um, and we had, we had two companies. We had, um, we had Arist advertising, which was a, which was a combination of my last name and, and my cousin's last name at our, and we were an advertising company. And then we also had an applesauce company called Ashley's applesauce. And so we would do the advertising for oh, this, this for this company. And so the, and we would play for hours and hours and this went on for like a couple years. We like, like 18. No, we were like, <laughs> seriously, where we were playing, where we, we were, bottles we in were my playing booth. in grandpa's <laughs> office and, we were creating invoices and we were getting customers and we were out doing sales and it was just this whole thing. Wow. And, and so, um, we, and it's funny cause my cousin and I, we talk about that. That was, 
that would there was something to that. I sure. mean, and he, I mean, he's been come insanely successful, and it's really been fun to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that's kind of how I knew about being an entrepreneur. I also, when I was a, a little kid, loved to watch the TV show Dallas. Because I love J.R. Ewing. And I love J.R. Ewing. Like, I would stay up. I was like, Friday nights, it, Dallas would come on. And I would stay up to watch. Could you guys watch Dallas? I couldn't. Like, did your parents let you watch Dallas um, when you were kids? I don't remember watching it you guys as a kid. Do you guys even know who J.R. Ewing is? Yeah. Played by yes. Larry Hagman? Yeah, Anyways, yeah. so that's why I'm commenting on your Texas Longhorns right. over here because... <laughs> Because I mean, It'd be on his yeah, it was on the front of his oh, that right. was Boss Hog, I think. But right. anyways, but I loved, <laughs> I loved, I loved Dallas, and I loved the oil business. I loved watching That's everything so that funny. happened with the oil. There business. was a reboot of that show, right? Yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, it didn't last very but, long. But wow, that's fun. That's so random. Totally you watched random. Dallas. Yeah, I don't know why. It was, so that's when I was in second grade. I was like super I unchaperoned. Know where I learned how to spell <laughs> like I was thinking about my second year, second grader watching Dallas, and I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> go for it, Axel. <laughs> You're gonna like this. So what was I mean? Me. As you guys were opening it, were family and friends all supportive? Were people like you guys are absolutely nuts? Yes. I Yes, all of it, right? Remember like, when we told your mom? We told your mom, and she was like, what is she, that's a dumb idea, Annie. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't think she used the word dumb, but I could tell my mom is like, my mom hustles so hard, and she's worked really hard her whole life, and she's smart, but she's for sure, like, I'm not joking. She is not a risk taker. I There are not very many risk takers in my family, and so that to them just seemed like an unnecessary risk. Did you guys view it as a risk, though? Because the way you talk no. about it, neither one of you said that you viewed it as it a risk. It wasn't because there wasn't anything for us to lose, and also we weren't quitting our jobs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so we had income there was from in, other but it, places. Yeah, it and it was extra. just like, look, okay, we each couple's putting in $5,000, and... um. And then we're putting the rest on credit cards. We opened the first shop for thirty one thousand dollars, and so it wasn't like that's like we're like we can if this totally flops, we can still we can still get out of this. We can always just be the person in there working, and like there was there was ways to just like. It, it didn't it just didn't seem but like I that big of a risk the people that were concerned and that were like checking us were the ones it, it was a super random like i mean that was it was a random proposition and so i think that they were just kind of like arnigs and so like what so they were the <laughs> ones that were kind of like are you sure is this like people were really they, oh that's so and great the, but are you sure you want to do this are you and like that's like just out of love and concern but we had our, our our handyman who we love and adore was in there helping us hang drywall so our inspector could come and anyway and and we were asking him Anna and I were like so how do we mud this and we wanted to do it right and he's like it doesn't matter you're gonna you're gonna pull this out and you know oh three months gosh. or whatever what is he basically, which guys? is hilarious and we love that now because it's three I'm telling you I love I love being in that position though where people it's are true. doubting me. underestimating because sure. and it still to this day I mean it happened yesterday it's still people just look at like they don't think you're not smart enough you're not right. whatever it is right. there's no way you can actually pull that off and true. and I, for whatever reason i just i love fun. being in that position it's true no it is kind of fun to tell people my gpa from high school yeah <laughs> and now i own a business that's yeah. you know fairly successful right because my whole life i was told you won't amount to anything like yeah. untapped potential blah 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 so it is it is inter- plus misery loves company i don't know why people doubt it's so funny to hear that the reps 
Like yeah. the Coke rep didn't want. Were we? No, we, that was that was off that was air. Off but air, yeah, but the Coke, the Coke. Like rep. they didn't want to put a machine. They're like, we'll give you a forehead machine. He's like, I'm just gonna pull this out. We'll have in to pull it days. out. That's like, crazy. Yeah, I only really had that once with uh, Cisco, their head of like proteins. When I I was very particular about <laughs> That's the brisket. Your job. I'm the head of yeah. protein. I just I said I'd put the meat magician on his business card. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That would be a way better <laughs> better name, but. You know, he's this old, cynical, like, Boston guy, just been in the business for 40 years. And when I went in and told him what I want for brisket, he's just like, why would you order that? Yeah. And I'm just like, why wouldn't I order that? He's like, I've never sold a prime-grade natural brisket to a restaurant. Like, why would you want to pay that money? I'm like, because it's good. <laughs> and Give me the brisket. He just, he just could not wrap his head around. He's like, you won't make any money, blah, 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 blah. And anyways, I'll never forget the first day he came in here to eat the brisket he goes it's really satisfying right when yeah, they like it's awesome he goes i was wrong contract renewal time came and coke was like they they sent lots of people in, right you know, and they were like really happy and that to stuff, help us it's, it's it's it is satisfying but it also pisses me i hate like conditional yeah. people um, you know it's like why wouldn't like this is this is your business coke yeah. right it's yeah. like you're here to sell drinks and why would you doubt or be negative like that yeah you know it, it just went it went against everything that they they just thought it can't work it just doesn't work and i remember once it worked then coke we had a meeting and they're like what is it going to take they were literally <laughs> like what is it going to take for you to sign a contract with us and i was and i sometimes i regret this and sometimes i laugh about it <laughs> and i was like <clears throat> it's going to take a hot air balloon i would like a so delicious hot air balloon and and I would like all the names. Can you write out all the all your bosses? Write out all your bosses' names, and and they're like, why? I'm like, just write them out. So she wrote them out for me. And I said, I would like myself and all these people on the teacups at Disneyland, and <laughs> and we can do it. And because I just knew, like, no, they they had they had just not been they had. I not, want it on the teacups. Yeah, like I I was just like trying to point out to them that like because like when I said the hot air balloon, they're like. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, they were like <laughs> thinking about. It. I'm up. like, okay, well, then I'm not gonna get all these people on the teacups, <laughs> and so, oh and so anyway. But because they just they never believed in us, and Pepsi from the get go was like, whatever you need, we'll be your best friend, and they have right. been, wow. you know. And so, yeah. When did it? When did it become full time for you guys? Like, when yeah. was it where okay, I'm gonna stop doing what I'm doing, Kevin, Annie. I'm gonna stop doing the film. Like, when is it like okay? And was did, there sorry? And was there a moment like? that kind of, you know, kicked it off? Or was it kind of an overnight thing or did I it build? I would say, so I didn't go back to film after our last child was born because he was so. he was gone and it was starting to take time. But I would say the moment where we were kind of like, this might actually be able to work for us is I think when Orem, when we opened Orem. Yeah. You I might think, have a different... I, for me, it was, I, I had already been working full time. Yeah. Basically from the get-go, getting it open and... But like and, viable. When I oh, realized that like we could take a line yeah. that was at When Johnny's we opened our third shop. Transplant to a, a line over at an equally beat down shop on Orem Center Street. Like that's right. where I was like, all right, this could actually work. Yeah. This so is a little more than... The location is the one up by the... It's across the street from Target. So, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. What's that gym? Little gym or kids gym Little or something? Gym. It's not there it's anymore. Gone. Oh, it's not? Yeah, it's a film company <laughs> Did now. Did you spend that's... a lot of time there? <laughs> yeah. No, I just remember staring at I it when I made gym. my U-turn yeah. every other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, we, we just... just did the redid the drive-thru. Oh, really? Yeah. We got a big new drive-thru out there. It goes on the grass. I mean, don't take don't try and take your trailer through it. but No, don't worry. That's not going to But you're not in the fire lane anymore. It queues all the way around the property. So when you open that up, it's your third location. Both of you are like, okay, this is going to become. I don't like, did look, you see we're it, not strategic. Did you see it getting bigger? Like we're going to have tons of locations or no. is it more like we're going to live off of these three? Okay. But then that being no. said, we weren't, I mean, we're not like Kevin and I aren't like, let's draw a five-year plan out. And this is how many, you know, like that's not us. It's just sort of like it was organic and <laughs> we were just going. Organic, baby. That's yeah. You like that about. word? But no um, prep, all of no our plan. products are go. organic, incidentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, you can't say that. No, I mean, it was a joke. <laughs> vegan. It's right. soda. <laughs> They're vegan. So, um, cream. Someone I think that everybody was coming at us with the like, I mean, I you know how this goes. Like you start to have a little bit of success and there's lots of people that want to help you. They yep. come out of the woodwork all over the place. With from all parts of the country. With lofty goals and of lots like, of words and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And so why are we talking about this? Because that's where I was like, Oh, this You're is something. Oh, that's when, yeah. yeah, I wasn't interested in necessarily in any of those people, but I was interested in sort of like why there was something, They're what was so something. intriguing to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one. I've had so many. And what's funny is they all want something for nothing. Yeah. Like they, they all want, want to hop in. Deal. Yeah. They all, but, and they're just like, man, we can do this for you and this for you. Yeah. And honestly, like we bring so much that, we shouldn't even really have to buy in because yeah. of all the value. I'm like, screw you. So yeah. how, how long were you open before you opened store three? So we opened store three on, okay. on May 1st of 2015. So we'd been open like a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now how many locations do you have? 22. 22 across yep. how many states? Three. Why did you like flip your hair back when you said that? <laughs> like that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> like, my... 22. Uh, no, 22. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we had twenty. So we had twenty-two. We have twenty-two. Now we had multiple states too, we, right? Yeah. Well, we closed one we in Mesa, and we closed one in Ephraim. Ephraim. Listen, we didn't ask for the negative side. Oh, no, it's no, not, I don't think that's negative. It's like, look, you go, you go, and you expand, and you like. We, Some areas we work. We try it out a rural market in Ephraim. It didn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. But, but it's like it doesn't matter. So we close a shop. It doesn't like. Right. Nobody cares. I, I'm the same but, way with Spanish Fork. Like everyone's yeah. like, Dude, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm like. I'm not. I got a race. The second I closed it, I got a race. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I tried it. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. And so, and then we had one in Mesa that just wasn't a great location. Um, Arizona's, we love Arizona, but. Uh, yeah. Arizona's but awesome because it's it like was 91 just, degrees right now. <laughs> yeah. But it just was not a great location. So we, and, and, but the, the lease was up on that one. We, the lease was up and, it, and the landlord wanted to raise the, the, the lease and we were just like. We actually don't. Sorry. So we went and opened somewhere else. We went and opened in Queen Creek and that store's killing it. You're in Queen Creek. I didn't know that. So I lived in Gilbert for a couple of years. I think I remember where the first location was. Was it by a... It's in a Sam's Club. Yeah, Sam's Club parking lot. It was an old car wash or something. Yeah, that's right. We were talking because you go through this long tunnel. I totally remember it. That one's still there. And then we've got another one in Gilbert and then Queen Creek. And then we have one clear out in Safford, which is like... If you know where Safford is, it's like no. three hours east of Phoenix. It's in the Gila Valley. It's like, oh, and wow. it's crazy. It does so well out there. So, wow. So, now, I don't know. Do you guys franchise all locations, or did you, hmm. you own them all? We own them no, all. We, so we we did partner with some people on some of them. We bought 
Bought them back. Back bought them back. So and it was sort of the same in Idaho. We have they're all sort of in the Boise Valley. So we have two in Meridian, one in Eagle, and one in Nampa. Mm-hmm. And we had a partner that kind of opened them, and then we bought them out. So who comes up with the names? That's a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people do. So at the beginning, it was Kev. And well, Anna. it was Kev. It was me. It was Anna, and then it was our employees. You know that we would just you were just. We had all these flavors. There's like, Limitless. I had some BYU math pro- professor like crunch the numbers on how many combinations we could do. And it was like, it's like 1.4 billion combinations. <laughs> and so anyways, but so we would just be there working the window, you know, in the beginning and just start making concoctions, so like, coming up with funny names. They, they, they were up- just a part of like our personality, right? right. Like. So like just, it was a month or so into it and Kev came home and I was tagging him out because I was going and he said, hey, we made up a new drink last night. It was like Saturday morning. And I said, oh, what is it? He's like, well, it's Dr. Pepper with blackberry and coconut. And I said, what, what's it called? And he's like, it's called your mom. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I got to go sell that, right? And yeah. I would like couldn't say it without blushing. And so then you go and people are like, yeah, you get your mom, you get extra dirty. It's just like, there's a lot... So the it was pretty. Was so oh, you take your mom extra dirty <laughs> back yeah. to the office. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just had your mom extra dirty. It's just like, and it and it just it creates that kind of laugh. And it was always fun to get like people like rolling through like a couple on a date or something, like a husband and wife that have been married for like 15, 20 years, right. and the husband going. I'll take a, a skinny second wife extra dirty, you know, like, like just like kind of embarrassed to ask for it. But then at the same time, like loving that he's asking for it, you know, it was, that was funny. It's been so great. I love it. I yeah. love the second wife extra dirty. Yeah. Like that. I think they're classic. It just makes you laugh every time yeah. and they're easy to remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's not a process. We haven't, it's been sort of lots of, what about so delicious who came yeah. up with that? That was, that was, so our partner, Anna, that was her, five-year-old son so we were like wow. going we were going through all these names of like what should we call this what should we call this and um and he was like in the back of the minivan and was like mom should call it so delicious because it's so delicious oh my gosh and really like, ding 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 you know it took us two years to trademark that wow. um some guy owned it yeah sold like mixed drinks in texas or something he had stopped doing it but anyways no it was california but anyways it was yeah that was it it didn't need a tagline it just didn't like yeah and it's really funny because there'll be people like that will have been coming through for six years and they'll go i just got it oh my god i just got it no it happens all the time they're like i just i got it it's so delicious because it's so delicious i'm like yeah well, and like half the utility Which bill companies call us so delicious, yeah. you know, like I can oh, tell who gosh. like, anyway, that's funny. That How people. have you guys seen the business change from when you opened it till now? Like, like what hmm. big changes have you seen in the business? Um, that's a good question. We've evolved our cookie business quite a bit. I mean, we started with like four basic cookies and that was fine. And the sugar cookies still our main. We brought you guys. But we do, we've oh, evolved the, the cookie business a lot. Yeah, the peppermint ones are here. We brought them out early. Yes. Peppermint fudge. Sorry. They're I'm so, so good. <laughs> They're so delicious. I, no, I love cookies. Is that a pumpkin? That's yeah, so that's delicious. a pumpkin snickerdoodle. Oh, geez. So the cookie business has changed. I would just think that like oh, a lot of the way people um, drink is changing. And I think that's kind of always under evolution. Like we sell a lot of energy drinks now. Um, I don't know. It just kind of depends on what. Look, soda wasn't based on our business. People drink it all over the country and they've drink they've drunk it. 
drinking drunk. it. <laughs> They've drunk it. Could drink it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to give you the <laughs> German drunk it. They've drunk, drunk it for how lots and lots of years, right? I have no idea. So <laughs> drink it. Drink, I don't, drink, drink, I don't drunk. know. I don't know what the change in soda drinking behaviors are because I haven't, I, mean, I don't think we've seen anything crazy. No, I, well, I know like in soda, like, so we had at one point, um, president Pepsi came out to see us and, and he, and he was, he wanted to know how we're selling so much soda out of such a small place. We only had one location at the time. And I told him, I told him this thing about Mountain Dew is a blank canvas. You can paint anything <laughs> on it with. And, it's and, a good blend. And, yeah. and so, oh, when was it? Like two years ago or something, Pepsi got the contract at the University of Utah and they invited, Pepsi invited me to come to the first football game of the season. And I sat there next to the president of Pepsi. And watched the game with him. And he said, do you remember what you told me about Mountain Dew? And I said, yeah, that's a blank canvas. He's like, have you seen how many flavors of Mountain Dew we have now? And I'm like, I should be getting a nickel for each one of those. <laughs> <Shut your laughs> for yeah. Baja Blast. I should be getting, he's like. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying well, because they that you're really responsible be- for all these flavors? I mean, uh, uh, he is saying, I'll, uh, he said, yeah. I'm not, wow. I'm not going to say I'm responsible for it. I'm just going to I was an inspiration for it. I mean, I would call that responsible. Well, it takes that's a lot incredible. of people. It takes a pe- lot of people to launch Well, I understand, but, I mean, but is that Coke what, like, too, you know, because the, yeah, well, company, that's what he, right? That's what he said to me. He said, yeah. do you remember when you told, no when you told me way. that? Because I, and I used to say that a lot. I used to be like, it's just this blank canvas because we sell so much Mountain Dew. You should be in, and like, their Hall of Fame. I know. I, I. I should get like a free shirt or something. <laughs> and, oh, come on. And, you have and, so many free shirts in our house. No more free shirts. Anyways. No, I think they need to let you have your own flavor. They, they've been really great to me. They, yeah. Pepsi's That's been, so they've cool. been so great to me. Anyway, so that, that was, I think people's, wow. you're right. I think people's ability and sort of willingness to try a new soda profile is, is expanded, right? That, like it was sort of pushing them to out, like those ladies that would come through and just want I their Diet Coke with a lime. Mm. Like they were I won't willing do it. to try something. You won't try new. something different? I, I won't deviate. Oh, well, here's the thing. Skinny second wife. Here's what, yeah, but here's what was so fun. Just a solid mountain dude. No, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Because you used to go to the grocery store and there was just the regular lineup of sodas, maybe a cherry flavor or maybe a vanilla flavor or maybe a lime flavor. Like that was it, right? And now, now there's so many different flavors of these things, but that is a result of our, of our industry. And, um, well, you know, my machine's out here. Yeah. The beep boot yeah. machines. Got, we call them beep Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got, I think, well, they've got it dialed. Like certain drinks only have certain flavors because they've done studies and yeah. people yeah. don't like it. But, yeah. you know, if you look at Mountain Dew, Pepsi, yeah, those are your blank canvases. They have like all eight, yep. you know, flavors that you yep. can mix in. And so that's really we, interesting. And that's because like about maybe six months after he President Pepsi came out, then he came out again. But this time he brought that chief marketing officer for pepsi he brought like their chief technology person like and they crawled through our store and as they were crawling through our store i was like oh you guys are gonna rip this off (laughs) like it was like so clear to me like oh (laughs) this is like done and then they announced like i don't know eight months later or something they're like uh they're opening cola house in manhattan and like there was just all this it was really it was just this really interesting i don't know crazy they probably would have gotten there without us right but yeah no but they came and we let them, we showed them, I mean, we showed them our passion for it. Right. Has that been something that you guys have been aware of? Because, I mean, a soda and a flavor, right? There's nothing like that you can necessarily protect about it. 
So to have people come in, have you been worried about people ripping off? Or are you just kind of focused no. on we're going to do what we're going to do? And to your point, like we're going to encourage people to do this. Everything. And that, and that, that was, that was a total, like, there's just these moments in this company for me where I realized, no, we're just going to do what we do and do it better. Yeah. And to just the best that we can to the best that we can. And that's all we can do. There's room enough for everybody. There's so much there's, room. There's so much room. Yeah. Soda is a daily consumable. It, you can right. multiple times a day. You can drink soda. And so, and so it's it's different than cookies. Cookies are not a, a, a daily consumable. I mean, and they're not. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, okay, for, for you, you go, that, girl. For the, I think they yeah. are, but they're not. Don't be dumb. Kevin. They're not. They're not. And and um, He's but right. you can't go. You, you can't if you're drinking soda. You got to have your soda every day, right? You got to have your for right. sure. You every do. One hundred percent. I'm curious, who's in charge of the cookie flavors now? Because I feel like cookies right now have become super hot with, yeah. around here at least, you have chip and crumble, crumble and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's I'm, a really saturated I'm Hopefully market. Kevin's not in charge of them. Very popular <laughs> cookie. I love a cookie. Clearly he's not. <laughs> so I, so I who's in charge of the cookies? Okay, so we have a really fabulous girl who runs our bakery. Who yeah. Her name's Sky, and she's she gets food. She's creative. She's super fun. And so she's kicking stuff. It's sort of a collaborative effort. I think some of these things were introduced. Our first baker was with us for quite a few years, Julia, and she was great. And she sort of laid the foundation and Sky builds on that and introduces new things. So I would say it's a lot. We do collabs with, you know, pretty like good bakers from Arizona and Idaho and Utah. What would you credit your growth to? Like, have you had like a specific strategy or like when you look back over the years to go from one to two to three now to 22 i mean what types of things have you felt have worked really well for you that you know maybe someone else listening would be like oh, i should maybe consider something like that um man it's hard to say what we would credit our growth to i think um hmm. we couldn't grow without the right systems okay so i think having the right systems in place knowing what your food cost needs to be, knowing what your labor cost needs to be, knowing what your fixed cost needs to be, that gives you a good starting point. How long did it take you guys to learn a, those terms? A year. A year? Yeah, a, 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 it was a year into our business before we knew those were yeah. even. Started treating it like a business. Right. Well, yeah, it was just it was just so wild, wild west when we first started and there was just the line was so crazy and just like Anything to just keep the line out of the street was right. was what like, I would open the freezer and I would look at the cookies and I'd like make a gut choice and then I'd just like order. It was never like there was no, <laughs> yeah. do you know, like it's amazing how we'd many look new at the boxes and that. we'd freak I mean, out and we'd just way. order a bunch of bibs. Like it wasn't a, you know, and Anna, our partner, we laugh because she would like could never keep, she was in charge of the syrups and we could never keep the syrups in stock because it was so much in our, it was so volatile, like what we were using and she had. I don't know cases at her own house that were just like overflow. I mean, we were just it she was did great. Total like, wild. That, like yeah. Right. yeah, she's well. You don't like, have the data. We to didn't know. From you like we didn't. No. You didn't know. Right. You didn't know. So it was like. Uh, and again, no, we were no making midnight man. runs to Sam's to buy more cups. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was yeah. not like... Did you love how early they open for the business oh, customers? Oh, yeah. That's oh. why we, once like we were like, we love Sam's Club. We're devoted. We're like, Costco. No, we're like, oh, Sam's no. Too. I get in there at like 7 o'clock in the morning. All and by I, myself. Yep, and I got everything. And I shop on my phone and I'm out. Yeah. Yep. No, I love Sam's. We, all of our we use a lot of foil here, and they like I'm oh, very picky. Picky with the foil. They're like the, the only are you the, big the heavy roll. Like cool. it's got to be the heavy duty stuff. But yeah. the Sam's heavy duty, Costco has improved a little, but like Sam's I can get it brand. cheaper through Cisco. But Cisco's foil is just it just holds up better. Huh. 
or did I say Cisco? Sam. Yeah. Sam. Sam. Sam's, yeah. Club. Sam's. Sam's Club. Yeah. Well, we were like in a pinch yeah. when Sam's Club decided they were no longer going to stock 24 ounce cups. And we were like panicked. Kevin was driving. To I was the calling Sam's every Sam's Draper. Club in the state. <laughs> I, I did. Stockpile. Yeah. And so I, I went to the Sam's Club in Draper and I had my two little boys in this truck okay oh, and i was a loner from our neighbor yeah i was yeah <laughs> our sweet neighbor who was like 75 was just let me borrow his truck for <laughs> i mean he's one of the three people that believed in us oh, in the beginning the anyway so i took his truck i had my two little boys like one in a car seat and the other one in a booster seat in the front of this like front bench of this truck i go to i go to sam's club and draper and buy out like all the boxes of 24 ounce cups they have and i put them in the back theory was gonna last us like a month tops maybe a couple of weeks yeah a couple we were screwed yeah and so (laughs) and so and i put them all in and they fit really good in the back of the truck but i i kind of like tied some rope around it and then i'm making the drive i'm coming up over the point of the mountain heading back into utah county and this semi goes past me blows past me and for whatever reason the wind or the box right in the very middle of the truck shoots straight up in the air like it goes up like 30 feet up and then straight down really fast and just explodes like and just styrofoam cups just i mean broken into bazillions of pieces like a snowstorm right behind me oh my and and i'm oh my gosh and i just keep driving yeah i keep well what am i gonna do what am i gonna do (laughs) and the last boxes and i literally don't even make it to like to like the next exit in lehigh before there's a cop pulling me over (laughs) And and he's like comes looks at me and there's the boys just both sitting in there in their car seats and and I'm just like uh, we were gonna run out of cups like like I don't know like there's a shortage of cups and I got to get them all and and he helped me like secure it and I got it home. The funniest part about that story is that you're still not realizing that somebody could just deliver. 24 ounce cups to you right? like you're doing well, all this had, work we to had meetings no we'd had okay, meetings but in fairness we did meet with cisco anna and i met with cisco before and they would not take us seriously to save their yeah. lives and oh, we only so knew funny. about cisco yeah. right they were just kind of like, like there's minimums and like there's right. a ton of stuff and we were like we didn't know we didn't right. so to us it made the most sense to just do it ourselves the right? best is so we we were sticker we were putting stickers on our cups for the first like <laughs> yep, i remember that year and a half or so, whatever and i had i called them oompa loompa I had all these like cup, high school kids, cup kids, he called cup, them. cup kids, or <laughs> and they there's an actually an attic in that Johnny's barber shop. Can't stand up. You, you have can't to, like, stand punch. up straight. You have to kind of at You're an angle. Kidding. So they would sit on bibs of soda. They would sit on and they and I would pay them. I would pay them by the cup. I can't remember. It was like couple, a, couple like two a cent or two cents per cup. And I would pay them by the cup, and they would sit there for hours and just put cu- like sticker cups. And but when we asked, never straight, never like. Well, no, they were there were some that were good, some that never happened. I was never happy with the placement (laughs) of the sticker. Anyway, (laughs) nothing's changed. Anyways, so so anyways, I um, but we met with Cisco or U.S. Foods or somebody. No, it was Carpenter. I called Carpenter and I'm like, hey, I heard you guys deliver things, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, we do cups. Yeah, no, but I asked for what do you need? I think we asked for printed cups, and they were like. You can't afford printed cups. Yeah, because it's just a like 50, that. It was like not even like. What well, here's how much deal? it's going to cost. It was just straight up. You can't afford printed cups, and I'm like, oh man, printed Watch cups me. must be really expensive. <laughs> like what? Like and anyway, we didn't know enough out, to push. You just that. have to order them like fifty thousand minimum or right, whatever. Which right. it, I remember when we got our logo styrofoam cups, and they're just like, here's the minimum. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the thing, right? It is. 
That's crazy. I would say the other thing about growing is um, we made a lot of growth decisions that were motivated out of fear. So for us at the time, for us at the time, there were lots of people around us telling us lots of things that maybe were true and maybe aren't true, right? And it was hard to sort of filter through. So these are some of the things we heard. It's a land grab. Um, Whatever drive through space with a window that you don't take, your competitor is going to take. There were a lot of, there was a lot of that going around. And so as a result, like in 17, was it 2017? We opened nine stores, which we had no business opening nine stores. We didn't have the systems necessarily dialed in. We didn't have the capital. We didn't have a lot of things in place to do that. And, And that was a really painful growing period for us because we made a lot of fear based decisions, I think. How many stores did you have up to that point? Um, I don't even know. Probably I mean, like probably like, like seven, six eight? or seven or so eight. Yeah. You were opening we more. Doubled. We, we yeah. doubled. doubled the amount of stuff. Yeah. We doubled wow. in we doubled, one year. In one year. And the hard thing about that, Jeez. the hard thing about that is, um, I think the hardest thing about the growth for us has been how do you transfer, transfer culture? Right. Like there is a, there is how we want the store to run like and everybody know like everybody that had been to the original like this sure. is the personality of the store and this is the personality and and how do you get that to duplicate in each store and when we open so many doubled our our stores in one year that was a nightmare it right. was it was it was so that year was so taxing on me that was the year you remember when i used to text you and tell on your employees Oh yeah, oh, that was it was thank always you for that. that. <laughs> no, it was so funny because I was just there was one day I totally remember it because I always go, I don't we don't need to mention what store it is, but I would just be like, hey dude, this is what happened, and it was it was I think it was it had to be 2017. Yeah, I wonder if that's when all that was going on. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah, it, was, it got away from us for sure, and that's I, a really stressful thing to know that you've got you know, a shop that's 45 miles away that is not serving the same, you know, it just was really tricky. So what did you guys do to fix it then? Because you've obviously kind of tuned it in. So what did you, Yeah. how did you transfer culture? Like what did you do to kind of recapture that? Well, I think it's still a work in progress. There's still some stores that, that, but we at least know how to implement. We kind of know the key elements, it, and it's a lot people-driven, right? So I think getting the right people in, in like the place. the hiring process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the hiring process was huge, and we didn't have a hiring process that worked, really. So And some sort of connection back to the source. Like, there's he was a lot of people that, so don't, gone. that don't know the story I just told you about right. the, the lady that came through with her life falling apart. Right. You know, it, it, it was... It was just that connection back to, hey, this is why we started it. It's not just soda and cookies. Right. Right. Well, and we went from like 100 and something employees to 350 employees that year too, right? So we, we, it just, all of it, it was really. Well, and you are dealing with more of an entry level employee, which is a really hard thing too. And the economy really started heating up. And so it gets even more difficult to find great employees. And so. Um, it, that's where we're at right now. Well, I think all restaurants right now are in that space yep. of just like it's so hard to get Nobody employees wants to get their hands keep, dirty. Yeah. 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 You know? It's tricky. It's really strange. I've never had a harder time hiring people than I yeah. do right now. So something Susan Peterson talked about when she came on was like her business, they've had to become almost scientists with what they've done. Like you mm. refer to it as like systems and processes yeah. and growth. And for some people that takes the fun out of it. So I'm curious with you guys kind of with the fun of growth and the entrepreneur spirit, like what are you guys doing that keeps you excited 
in the business or is something coming out that kind of keeps you going? We've been laughing about this because 17 was the worst, right? Nobody was happy in that year. And I think even 18 was really difficult. Like we had a lot of, I, I mean, Kev stepped away for in a 18, couple of months. In 18, like, went on a I'm hiking out. Like, And I just went, I was like, yeah, we brought in a different like CEO. We brought in like. There was a, a lot of turmoil. There was a lot, a lot of, of inner business. like, inner conflict in our company, like executive really level hard. executive level inner con uh, inner conflict which right. trickles down but i was just like i this is not like we so were delicious. miserable i can't do this anymore like this is not i was i hated i and and also i had worked myself into an office job like i was in an office all day long like granted we share it with the bakery so it smelled really good but <laughs> but but I, I was just in meetings all day long and just and i just i was like this is not what I want to be doing. And so I did, I, I stepped away in April of 2018 and didn't come back till November and, and truly thought I was never coming back. Um, and so, and just hiked. I went to you this really magical, like Zen period where I got, like, I did. I was like, I got like way in chill and meditation. I got like, I mean, a wow. super Zen, like I, I can tell you, I, I think I levitated. Uh, <laughs> we had to unpack no, I, a lot. I hiked one intense. day. One day I just closed my eyes and started going down the trail, and I was Salty going down vibration. the trail with my eyes closed, just using my third eye to just see everything in front of me. <laughs> how that's how that's how zen I was. Were you two doing this together? Or was it just? I you? mean, I wish, right? It, a lot changed when he left because I didn't necessarily want. I so I am like a controller. Maybe is that? I don't the know. Controller. I am the controller, <laughs> although I'm not She's, schooled or educated for that. Right? My background's in clothes. Yeah. So, but I have from the beginning always paid the bills and sort of managed cash flow and done all that. We have bookkeepers that generate reports and do all that stuff. But like, um, I, we gave that up for a little bit of time. We hired somebody and it just wasn't a great fit for us. And so I was still doing that to some extent. Um, while I was gone. But yeah, it was miserable. But but that's the thing. I mean, we had nannies that were watching our kids so that we could go to some office and like fight with people about things that we didn't care about. And, you know, it was we were so far removed from the fun parts of the business that it was just like, and I couldn't fathom that we were ever going to get back there. The stress of uh, debt and I of operation. I called it our bloated Elvis drug addicted phase. Like we were right. just like, we. that's where we pretty. were. It wasn't pretty. It was just, it was excess and it was there were so many people and you, if we wanted to roll something out, it just felt so difficult to even tedious. Yeah. Just to like, we had created our own bureaucratic system. It was oh. just like, I can't, that's why I was just, I can't it gives do me this a stomach anymore. ache. It yeah. was bad. So he came back in October and, and really sort of like cleaned house and streamlined everything. And it's basically a handful of us that run the company. You know, why did you come back? Um, I came back because, um, I thought uh, there was several reasons. Uh, some I can say and some I can't. But I I I looked at the books. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. It was October of 2018. We were in trouble financially. We were in trouble, and that was a, that was why I wanted him to come back. Um, the soul of So Delicious left with Kevin, and everybody recognized that and understood it. And 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 as much as he maybe didn't want to come back and see it, like like the soul of the customer experience and the soul of the interaction and what we were doing was gone. And, and there wasn't anybody, I, I don't think we could have hired that out. 
We tried. It we, didn't yeah, work. like I thought, oh, well, you know what? We'll just come in. I'll come back. And because we're the majority owners, so we're like we. So I was like, well, I'll come back and we'll go find somebody else that can do this better. Um, we because I really like hiking every day, and and (laughs) and I got in there and we did. We actually even like we met with somebody and who had done a bunch of restaurant stuff, and 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 then I was just like, no. But I was already in there doing it, and then I just and I thought, no, I can totally. I did this before. I can do this now. Um, it's just on a, a bigger scale, and and we did. We cut out a lot of kind middle, of middle management middle stuff, right. and and that made all difference. But I also I just I had this like kind of epiphany, like no, this is our company, and uh, if I'm going to come back and run this, I'm going to do it the way I want right. to do it, like that way that I know that. So and we did. We've had our most. This has been our most profitable year we've ever had. Wow! But it's also and, been like fun, and it's been the funnest year we've yeah. ever had doing so delicious. But we don't go to the office. I mean, it's rare. We go to the office a couple times a week just to like get stuff done. It's never for like daily clocking in. We work at home and we work yeah. hard, right? I mean, you know what it is. Like right. it can be totally unorthodox and you can do it where you want, but. Sure. And you're kind of always, you're always on, yeah. you know. There's but, not yes. a check in. There's not a clock in, clock out. No. When no. You're an yeah. Business. No, just, exactly. Just you're just always on, right? And everybody, our family gets that and they're great about it. But I do think that like having the conflict eliminated has been a game changer for me so not having the like battles and the like team negotiations and i mean that stuff's just like who has time for that funny your story is so similar to the owner of starbucks i don't know if you know that yeah, yes yeah, we do we and we've always said we inevitable. call this the starbucksification of soda yeah you know and that's well you really, talked about it earlier you know like Starbucks, you can go get your coffee anywhere, right? Yeah. Yep. But you create this experience for them when they come in the store. And you're going to get the same coffee here as you're going to get yeah. in England or in... It's awesome. Yeah. Day. So as you're telling that, even as you stepped away, you stepped away, there's so many parallels between the two he businesses. Hiked. And it happens levitated. to be... Yeah, he levitated. He did yeah. not. He walked he down, walked down a mountain to Hawaii. only using his third eye. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't quite there yet. We didn't have 22,000 stores that we could just... Right, yeah. So the question that keeps going around in my brain is the marriage question. Okay. Like right. working together. We are married. I, uh, which is a miracle. <laughs> 15 years. In my opinion. Right, 14 years. 15 this year. It'll be 15 they just fist soon. bumped everybody, <laughs> yeah. which that was adorable. <laughs> so has it been taxing on the marriage? How do you guys stay married, stay a couple, and you know raise kids and run this business? Like what? No. Any secrets, any therapy, any things like that? Well, look, like it, this isn't normal. We know that what we have isn't normal, maybe. It's not understood. I think it's misunderstood a lot, too, because... We spend 20 to 24 hours a day with each other. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it's an inspiring thing, yeah. but I, I, I imagine there's but like, but it, a it lot is, of work. It is weird, because it's just like... I, I wonder what other, just like, other couples talk about. Because so, we talk so much So Delicious all day long. Right. Well... They also don't spend that much time together, right? Kevin and I had some really rough entry years of our marriage, right? And that's where we put a lot of time and energy into the therapy and into communication and sort of figuring out how to do this. And so I think I think we, we laid a really a great, good foundation. We had a great therapist. She's the best. I love yeah. you guys talk about that. That's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, she saved our ability to be a team, right? So that was great. And I think that that sort of laid a really good foundation. We know how to talk to each other. We know how to negotiate. We know how to argue. We know how to make decisions. We know when to back off. So I think that has made it really easy. I don't know that we could do this without that. I don't think we could. No. Do you, do you ever have, have like, oh, sorry. sorry. 
Go ahead. I was like, do you ever have like non-business time? So if you go on a date, For is sure. it like we can't, we're not talking about work so right now? I used tub. to. I used to. So we have a hot tub. <laughs> on oh, our deck. And hey, Kev would go music. out there. <laughs> no, Kev yeah. would go out there every night. And, and this is like during 17, 18, like tough times. I would come out and just like fidget, you know? And he was finally like, you can't get in here if you're going to talk about work. Like I was banned from it. the hot tub if I was going to. I don't do that anymore. Work. After no. I got, after I got Zen, I don't like. Well, and no, I don't come out wanting to talk about it either. It's just fine. It, there's nothing there, to process. We don't, we don't have like, there's no, there's no like, oh, this is non-work time. We do usually go on a trip every year. Like we pick a place and we take a, a good trip away from the kids and just, just like the two recreate. of us. And, and it, it takes us a few days to get out of for sure talking about work. It takes us a few days till we finally are just like, can actually be present where we're at. Um, yeah. I think that's so important. I think it's a healthy thing. Like I, if I talked about work to my wife all the time, she'd just be like, uh, are you done? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think it's yeah. important too, as a couple to take that time away, you know, like we have our date nights and we'll do, you know, we have our trips that we go on without kids. And I think you need that to be able to be with your spouse and work on that relationship. Totally. So when yeah. you get back to the real world and all the crap hits, you're able to work through it a little bit better. We were like late twenties when we got married. So both of us had kind of like lived and done stuff. And so I feel like we're actually like really good friends. Yeah. Like Kev's my, like he leaves and I'm, I mean, we're on the phone all day, you know? So I think that our relationship is we're buddies. We like each other anyway. So it makes it, <laughs> it does. easier. It does help. It does help to that like we like each spouse. other. Yeah. Well, well you have a common like ground this. too, right? Which, yeah. I think that that's kind of cool because it is work, but it's both your work. Yeah, yeah and we're it's, both and it, invested and in it. Yeah, yeah, it's building something together, right? It's not yeah. just like yes, it it it's work, and we're doing stuff, but we're also working towards something, right? Um, and that's I think drives us and huh. and what, our kids. I, I was have just going to ask up. about yeah. your kids. Like, how do you involve them in the business? <laughs> Yesterday was job shadow day for my seventh grader. Really, and. Uh, and I feel like he's around us enough anyways because we work from home. So he's around us enough anyways that he sees what we do and like what that. So I and I had kind of some heavy meetings yesterday. So I was like, do you want to just go work at a shop? And he was like, yes, he loves to work the window. So he worked the, he worked the window at Orem That's cool. for like six hours yesterday. And he. He loved every minute of. It. In fact, this morning he was like, "Dad, can I just please not go to school today? Can I can I go back and, and He's work like, the I window?" I want to work the window for the rest of my life. I don't want to go to school anymore. Like, I was like, "But do you want to work a window when you're 65?" You don't want to work the window for the rest of your life. That's not where we're going. So, um, our kids have just grown up with it. They don't it's know just, any different. They yeah. don't know any different. They just they're in the car and when they we're have on, awesome on lives. Calls, like we're home with them. I we got rid of the nannies. We cut out that kind of like distance between them. They're home with us. They go on errands. They go to meetings. You know, they rollerblade at the office while we get stuff done. Like this is just all that they, they know. drive. Me, they drive me nuts at three in the afternoon, though. I get like I'm. He calls it the daycare. Well, because it, it is. We all of a sudden we have a daycare. There's 15 children in our house. I'm we like, don't where have did all these kids? But where did all these kids come from? But it's just like over. it's the neighborhood hangout, you know. And so and it gets really loud. So I'm just. Sometimes. But I just think you got to like stop working for an hour then or something. No, that might be a good time to step away. Or just, yeah, I don't know. I just go for a hike. <laughs> when I know the bus is coming, I'm like, I got to go for a hike. She I'll does. See oh, wait, no, they're going to be here. I, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> the afternoon trough, she calls it. I do. I got to hike or have some heavy caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> How do you control soda drinking with the kids? 
we don't. You don't. They Just let they it go? can they manage it themselves. Like Jeez. they don't. Kids like. Our middle kid doesn't even like soda. He has always wanted just water. Yeah. Axel rarely drinks soda. I think we, we're we not, we're just not, that's just not our parenting style. And I'm style. also not right. going to limit my soda. So that's a little <laughs> right. bit like, yeah, you can't have any of my 44. That's actually my second for the day, right? Like It really can't. is funny thinking about the Diet Coke story now. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. The 12 pack, like you judging it, like Isn't seriously, you drink 12 cans of soda a week. Yeah. You're I know. So I've evolved. No, I can remember. I remember it's like. Sitting on the edge of the your bed, whole like livelihood. Like she's having this talk with me. Like I'm the child, <laughs> and I just that I like I said we had some rough entry years. Yeah, yeah. we had to do a little bit of so work. So funny that so. you guys are in the soda business now. It's so great. What a story. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I'm sure appreciate it. I, it's so cool to know the backstory of you know because every business has one, but yeah, I mean it's it, there is common ground with so many startups with. The struggle, like growing too soon, you know, going too far, and especially when you add the family dynamic, the marriage dynamic, like it's a really cool story, you guys. So, yes, congratulations! Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. So yeah, thank thanks you. for coming. Thanks thank for you. the cookies, yes. the treats. Cheers. And uh, you can come back anytime. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.